Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. So he's there, and uh, there being Pennsylvania, and mm. I'm in the state of South Dakota, and uh, you are in a state or another country, perhaps. We would love to hear about where you are. Um, you can do that by sending us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Check out our show website, trdshow.net. All sorts of cool stuff on that website. And if you're brand new to the show, Jake, what did we just get back from? This past week was interview week from the our... Fight Life Peace Conference. Yeah. Yes, out yeah. in Tennessee, Knoxville. Yes, so. so much fun. That event was fantastic. And I'm sure we have a ton of new listeners. So to get acquainted, let's let's help you settle into this brand new show. Uh, trdshow.net is our website. We have all sorts of cool stuff there, links to all sorts of different platforms. Check us out on Facebook if you, you know, hate free speech. But we're also on Gab, so if you do like free speech and the First Amendment, please follow us there. Uh, YouTube has taken down at least three of our videos. Who knows how many more are coming down the pike? So don't follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Rumble. If you're already following us on YouTube, hey, don't. Don't unsubscribe. You know, of course, we're not going <laughs> to tell you to unclick the button. But we will ask you to click a brand new button on a completely different site yeah. called Rumble or Gab TV. Um, and actually, there's no subscription button on Gab TV yet. They're working on it. Gab TV 2.0 is coming out in a few months. I could not be happier. He sent out like a list of all the new things and, and some screenshots about what it's going to look like. Oh, it is seriously going to be a YouTube competitor. I'm so thrilled. Is, he, um, is Gab Pay already out? Gab Pay is out. Gab ads are out. Um, Gab, uh, what did he call it? Gab Voice, something like that. It's like uh, Zoom, mm. but it's a Gab version. I'm just like. I mean, in light of in light of the new uh, PayPal thing that was yeah, just coming out yes. that recently was coming out, I yep. think Gab Pay is what everybody's yeah. going to switch to. Gab Pay is is fantastic. Um, yeah, and actually, I've used Gab Pay because I've used Gab Ads, and to pay for okay. Gab Ads, you use Gab Pay. So there you go. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's great. It works really well. It's pretty much hassle hassle free. They've also updated a lot of their things, so now all you need is a phone number to be able to like pay with Gab Pay. You know, I seriously wish that right now we were being promoted by Gab, or you know, they were a sponsor, but we're not. We're not sponsored by Gab. Maybe one day that would be pretty awesome. Anywho, we're back. Regularly scheduled program. We're so, so excited to be back. Hopefully you enjoyed some of our interviews from last week. Leave us a comment on this video or send us an email uh, with some of your favorite uh, uh, interviews from last week. We interviewed, let's see, Toby Sumter, Jared Longshore, Doug Wilson. I mean, come on. We interviewed Gabe some pretty Wrench. cool people. Gabe Wrench, yeah. Uh, John Branion, uh, Jun Shiamitsu from uh, the, uh, uh, what is it called? Avoda Project. Uh, Claude Ramsey. Group. Claude Ramsey from the uh, Here I Stand Theology podcast. Awesome Greg group Moore. of people. They're so, so nice. I mean, Greg Moore. We sat, oh man, we sat, so we sat in a booth. And on the one side of us was Claude Ramsey and the uh, 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 Here I Stand Theology podcast, and it was William, uh, shoot, I forget his last name, but it was Claude and William. They are, let me tell you, they are the nicest bunch of people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will ever meet. It was just, it was yeah. an absolute pleasure to get to sit with them for uh, two days, three days, actually. Um, so check yeah. out their podcast, yeah. Here I Stand Theology podcast. And then on the other side of them was the uh, Dead Men Walking podcast. 
and that was uh, Greg Moore, right? And he was awesome. He's he's hilarious. <laughs> we had him on the show. We had Claude Ramsey on the show. And then actually right next to us, on the other side of us, was the Bitcoin. Thank God for Bitcoin was the book that um, – I think it was their company name. He wrote a book called Thank God for Bitcoin, which yeah. was really neat. Um, and so we had him on the show as well. So check out all these people. It was like all the booths that were next to us. We got to have an interview with. It was so cool. Yeah. 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 It was just. It was really nice. It was so good, uh, nice. Great Christian Good fellowship. way for us to get our name out and stuff. Yes. So it was, yes. it was nice. So if anybody from the event is listening, please uh, let us know if you're a new time listener. Yeah. That would be also nice to see all the uh, new people joining us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was such a fun time. We had uh, psalm singing the whole time. We had some fantastic lectures. Um, I just, those are my first impressions on the conference. I just absolutely loved it. This was... Um, this was our third, right? Our third conference we went to, because there was uh, so, the two in so, two in South Dakota. One last year, one this yeah. year, earlier this year. Two with our show, uh, well, being uh, since our show is started, right? Because there was earlier this we year started our show. Yeah, it was super neat. Um, so, anyways, we could keep talking about how cool that show or that conference was, and I'd love to do that. <clears throat> but let's get on with today's uh stuff we've got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for today yeah i'm so articulate today aren't i jake um on the agenda for today obviously it's monday so current events monday is today hence the ties that uh jacob and i are both sporting very uh interesting looking ties jacob's is cool mine is boring so there's that um we've got a <laughs> lot of yours is boring oh well thank you i appreciate you saying that i yeah you know it's not terrible but it's not as cool as yours, so there's that. Um, so <laughs> My shirt is boring compared to yours. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fair. All right, so I made up for it in the shirt. I have to be yeah. a little self-deprecating yeah. every once in a while. You know, that's, that's part of the game. I mean, so. that fits into your, uh, your topic. It does fit into my topic. Wow, you're doing my segues for me. Dude, thanks so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's Current Events Monday. I'm talking about rising levels of depression in gen z i think millennials too but kids in general in this generation rising levels of depression uh suicide rates are up um there are are, are uh oh, mental anxiety moments all sorts of mental weirdness happening why is all this occurring what's going on we'll get into the thick of it um jay i'm gonna be talking about? about uh transgenderism <laughs> uh in the military draft. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. So. I, that broke that this week where well, the headline was intriguing to me. So they're literally uh, uh, transgendered. What is it? Transgendered women, women who are so, so they're actually transgendered men, women right? who were biologically male right. now have to sign up for the military. Yeah. Because they are still they're men. biologically male. Yes. <laughs> and the yep. U.S. military is admitting that. Yeah. That's yes. wonderful. So I can't wait to get into all that. Okay, so here we go. Um, before we get into all that, though, if you are a uh, usual follower of the show, um, we always have a verse of the week. So we have a verse, one verse, or a set of verses this week. It's two verses. Um, so it's so hard to just pick one. So it's two verses that we talk about uh, every day of the week. So we have three episodes a week. Again, I'm reiterating a lot of this because we probably have a lot of new listeners. So I want to keep reiterating this. We have three episodes a week monday is current events 
Tuesday or Wednesday, we don't do Tuesday, we skip every other day. Wednesday is uh, principled literature. So this month we're reading Christian Nationalism by Andrew Torba. Uh, was endorsed by Doug Wilson on the back. He wrote a little bit of an endorsement for it. So, you know, that's cool. Um, and then uh, we're talking on Friday. We always have a discussion topic. So stay tuned for this week. If you are a Marvel fan, or maybe I should use past tense now. I don't know people uh yeah we'll talk about that right uh but if you are a marvel pa- fan if you were or once were, a marvel fan. yeah right if you used to fit into the marvel fan category we've got a show for you uh <laughs> went all veggie tales mode there for a second um so we're gonna be talking about the brand new series they just wrapped up um and we have some hot takes on that we have some probably Hot takes think, and I think not so though, hot takes. For most like stronger-ish Christians, yeah. at least the people that now have joined us, yes. if they come from that conference, they would agree with us though. So it's not necessarily yeah, 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 a yeah. hot take. Well, that's why that we've got take, some hot takes and some not hot takes. So yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pointing that out. That's good. Yeah, uh, but anyways, that's our Friday episode. They brand new show just wrapped up. I think it's been two months going and. We watched every single episode the day uh, it came out. We did it for you, so you better watch the Friday episode. <laughs> I, I think there was also some discussion on us watching the new Rings of Power series uh, uh, because we haven't okay. seen very many videos on that. We get but, enough people to vote for it. Yeah. I just some of these things. Are yeah, just if, if everybody wants us to do a breakdown of that and for us to talk <laughs> about that and actually, you know, let us know tell you why you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we then will gladly we could, fall we on will, the sword yeah. and take the risk, take the shot for yeah. you, our beloved audience. All right. How's that? Okay. Great. All right. So. Um, verse of the week. Verse of the week. Here we go. We're both going to have to cut our current events a little short today. That's okay. Because <laughs> we're having fun. We have a lot to talk about today. So that's all right. It's not so full on the current events side because there's a lot of cool other information. All right. Um, I don't know if our audience is okay with us compromising like that. But hey. I'm going to compromise like that, and they can complain later. I always say compromise first, complain later. I never say that. Don't repeat that ever. All right. So um, It may uh, work in this situation. Don't ever apply this to anything else. It never work again. And nowhere else should you compromise first and apologize later. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk Stay about track. First of the week. First of the week. All right. All right. I'm focused. I'm focused now. It's like I got ADHD or something. Sheesh. Okay. Hey, that plays into I, your topic. Oh, it does. Look at that unintentional <laughs> sort of. Uh, all right. That kind of worked. Okay. So our verse is this week. Verse this week is Proverbs chapter three, verses 11 through 12. Great proverb. <clears throat> and it says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be wary or weary, sorry, weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. And again, that's Proverbs chapter 3, mm. verses 11 through 12. So the spiritual and practical applications of this are fairly obvious, I would think, to most Christians, right? Um, don't despise the Lord's discipline or be mm. weary of his reproof. And a lot of times we can read this uh, multiple ways. We can... Um, we can be like, oh, God is giving me this horrible situation because I am sinning in whatever ways. And that may be true. And you definitely need to consider that. Is the situation you're in 
a reproof from God? Is it God saying, hey, stop what you're doing, turn around, uh, uh, confess your sins, and turn back to me? Is it God saying that? And so he's put you in this scenario. But then there are also scenarios where you have to consider the fact that, like Job, God is doing it for another reason. And Toby Sumter had a great message mm. on that uh, at the conference. So I, w- I wanted to talk about that a little bit, or at least bring that point up. Um, you know, later on, he said, for the Lord, uh, here in Proverbs, it says, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. And um, this proverb is expounded on more in Hebrews chapter 12. And I wanted to just read this this passage really quickly because it gives us a little bit more context into this particular proverb uh, before I move on with the rest of my description. So Hebrews chapter 12, and then I'm going to read three verses, verses uh, verse 7 and then verses 9 and 10. Um, so that passage says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? For they are dis- uh, they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. He's talking about uh, earthly fathers. They disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he, talking about God, disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. And Jake, I'd love for you to bring up a point on that, which you brought up on our fireside chat about Toby Sumter's message in a, in a moment. Uh, for the for the moment, uh, continuing with the passage, for the moment, all discipline seems painful. So in the moment, discipline seems painful. All discipline is painful. It's like, why do I have to go through this? But then rather, it doesn't seem pleasant rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And that was Hebrews chapter 12 verses seven and then nine and 10. Uh, You know, this is part of this was Toby Sumter was talking about Job. And we were talking on our first fireside chat at the beginning of last week. You brought up the point that it was not just so that Job could learn things, but it was it wasn't just so that he could grow in holiness, grow more mm. like more Christ-like, but it was so that God's holiness could be demonstrated to the world, right? That was the point you were bringing up. It was up. yeah, it was Sorry, very interesting because he was saying that uh, everybody sees the God questioning Job as oh, it's a humbling of Job. But there was an essence to it, and Toby Sumter was talking about it, that he was like um, a push to Job to say, shout louder, speak louder. <laughs> speak up. Um, yeah, speak up. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I found I found that very interesting. And you should watch the, the Toby Sumter's lecture yeah. to try and find out a little bit more of, as to why he was saying that yes. and how he made that connection. Yeah, I th- uh, I just thought that. That whole lecture was just fantastic. Yeah. So anyways, there's a lot more we can say, but we have two more days to say it. So I'm just going to leave that first description there and you'll have to tune in Wednesday and Friday to hear us break it down just a little bit more because there's so many different facets. I mean, all of these verses we break down on the show every week have so many facets to them. We only have three days to pull them out and there's not much you can do in a five to 10 minute segment which is what this has turned into. (laughs) So uh, that's why pastors spend like an entire sermon on one verse, like an hour long sermon, because there's always so much in the word of God. Um, So, all right. Well, anywho, Jake, you want to take the next 10 minutes talking about your current event and then I'll take the last five of the show and talk about mine (laughs) or this episode will just go a little long. If you can think you can do yours in five. (laughs) I doubt it, but we'll try. Maybe I'll just literally Uh, read directly from my notes. (laughs) All right. Take it uh, away. So, 
When I first saw this, right, I we already I already read the headline. The headline was yeah, yeah. trans yeah. women who were born male must sign up for military draft. And my first reaction, my first thought was the phrase that people use, even a broken clock is right twice a day. The yep. military is now recognizing the biological differences that God has instituted. Uh uh, so this now, is like one of those uh, for they know the truth. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, somebody exactly. over there at uh, the Pentagon knows the truth, mm -hmm. but is suppressing yeah. it on righteousness. And then every, yeah. every, every, yeah, they they poke out. Like every once in a while, you get little rays, and it's like, oh, huh, look at that. They're not as diluted as we thought they were. Right. Uh, and in this policy, that even if you're a trans woman if you want to call yourself a woman yet you're biologically a male you still have to sign up this has been a policy for a while now wow but it is now receiving new attention due to a recent post the sss made SSS. And the sss is the selective service uh selective services something yeah uh what was oh, the yeah. last part of that but it was it was selective service something. But yeah. uh, they, they they made a direct quote saying, "Parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he is still required to register with SSS." Wow, wow. Compulsory First of all, draft. that quote in and of itself, I'm like, wow, Horrifying. that's just very yeah. But yeah. even so, people came out in outrage. Uh, about about that about that quote and and it made people start thinking looking into more of who has to be allowed uh who who has to register and stuff uh but the measure uh, right the measure f who for the people who were supposed to be registered used to be dependent on who could vote wow so it used to be that men had to register. And that was because they were allowed to vote. If you were allowed to vote, you had to register. However, since the inclusion of women being allowed to vote, the metric doesn't fit that standard anymore. Oh, the selective right. services, however, still hold that biological males have to register for the draft. <laughs> they haven't allowed women. So I find it funny that women in today's age want to be the same as men <laughs> Yet yeah. when it comes to fighting in wars, they don't they don't want that. They don't want to be the same. Right. They right. wanna oh no, we we don't wanna How do that. You but do we that? wanna Yeah, we wanna be allowed in everything else. You know what? Dude, that angle that you just took there, I didn't even consider that. But that's spot on, you know, like the people that are up in arms right now that are pro transgender, mm -hmm. all that garbage, right? They're yeah. also the feminists. <laughs> yeah. They're also the, yeah. That is a really solid point that these are the same people who claim that this man is now a woman, but they also are feminists and say that women are better than men, except a man just became a woman because he felt right. like it. Right. Okay, whatever. That's weird. Insane. But hey, nobody said the devil's schemes were consistent. Um, <laughs> and so there's that. And then they are now up in arms that the man pretending to be a woman is not allowed to fight. Yeah. Wow, and but they want women to yeah. be just like men. Yeah, that's just right, right. Yeah, it's a good connection. <sighs> yeah, but see, this policy 
is now seeing a lot of heat from the transgendered community, which is to be expected. Um, they are holding biblical principles, at least to a degree, to one degree. But one comment in particular that was very funny and <laughs> had an amazing argument. Let, let's just set this up. It had an amazing argument and completely and totally and not, and sorry, and that isn't completely and totally irrational. Oh, cool. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> um, but it says, being trans isn't fun anymore. I just want. I just got my selective service system letter. What? They are going to put me in the trenches. <laughs> so that's trans isn't be... fun anymore. Exactly. Oh, wow. I I thought I thought you were born. Oh trans. snap! I, I didn't, didn't know it was, was a fun, fun choice. Wow, dude, you are on a roll today, my man. That is. That's a great connection. Yet another. Okay, that's two points for Jacob on the uh, Great Connections uh, scoreboard. Uh, but so, all right. Now there is an argument, right? I don't want to say that this isn't an argument, but now there is an argument to the fact that no person should be forced into the military from a biblical perspective. Yeah. Right. But putting that aside for a second, the reaction from these people are truly cowardly. <clears throat> yes, people are afraid to die. But if you have to put your life on the line to protect your country's biblical values, then there should be some bravery there. Mm. This also speaks to the breakdown <clears throat> of modern-day man. Yes. Men were designed by God to be brave and to stand and fight for his family slash his country. But today, we have cowardly men. Yep. Yep. And to be honest, that is by design. The yeah. secular religion is making sure people are too afraid to fight back. Yes. We yes. see this in the attack on Trump's home in Florida, how they're trying to make you scared. They're trying to say at any point, we could come into your house and... Uh, just look through everything and basically yeah, destroy everything. But we also see this in the left's reaction to what took place on January 6th. Mm. That even if you're doing something completely and totally harmless, they will blow it out of proportions and make it seem like you are a terrorist. Yep. Yep. So that's, wow. that's my spiel. Dude. Bravo. Bravo. Let's let's give Jacob props, everybody. Comment down below <laughs> if uh, you agreed that those were definitely two on the scoreboard for Jake in the awesome connections category. You know how to spot a lie, my friend, and you've done it multiple times. That was really good. Okay. Thank so, you. <laughs> anything else to add before we move on to uh, my next article? That is it. Hopefully, I didn't take up too much of your time. Yeah, I got seven minutes left. I can do this. I can make oh, it. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, so here we go. Speed reading abilities put to the test. You remember when we were little, we did, uh, like, we were homeschooled, obviously. We would have to do speed reading challenges well, with yeah, spelling, wasn't it? I don't know if it was spelling, but it was like the, um, what was it, the, the comp uh, reading comprehension, right? Where you read through the, mm. it was like three paragraphs, and then you oh, go to the back right. and you circle the And then the you things. had to answer questions on yeah, it. Yeah, and you had to do that yes. all timed. 
So you're not just mm-hmm. like reading, mm-hmm. but you're also checking your comprehension level. So you have to right. flip the page right. over and like circle. Yeah, that's what the next seven minutes on the show are going to be for me. So here we go, everybody. Buckle up. It's <laughs> reading comprehension time. Okay. So, all right. My headline starts out by asking a question, and it's a really good question. Why are kids so sad? Uh, subtitle is depression and anxiety and suicides are up. So depression, anxiety, and suicides are up. Whoever wrote this does not like Oxford commas. Just don't blame technology. That's the headline and the subheadline and the subtitle, whatever it's called. That's those two things. Okay, so so this article was intriguing to me. Okay, um, there was good research in it, and it was written from a leftist perspective. So there were angles that were not good. So instead of just breaking down the article, what I decided to do was write two columns. I wrote a what they got right column and a what they got wrong column. So I'll be breaking it down that way. What I would like you as the audience to do, here's your bit of homework. We just talked about school a little bit earlier on the show. So now we have to assign homework because that's how it works. (laughs) You mentioned that word and homework immediately follows. Unless you were homeschooled. Yay. Anywho, um, check out this article. It's in the description below. Read through this because there's a lot more information in here that I won't really have time to get through. But let's talk about what they got right first and then we'll get into the what they got wrong and then i want to have a quick conversation about covenantal succession and you're sitting there like what do you mean covenantal succession we're talking about depression yeah it's all connected just hold on we'll get there bear with me it's not a conspiracy theory trust me here's what they got right the article points out that there are rising levels of depression and mental disorders of various kinds and that's true extreme anxiety adhd there's rising levels of that like we've never never really seen before uh, a lot of that obviously can be attributed to vaccines or <laughs> vaccines that aren't vaccines. So, hey, Jake, we just got banned on YouTube again. How about that? I just said vaccine. <laughs> okay. Um, we, we need Hi, a YouTube moderators. Hi, YouTube moderators. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We know you're watching. All right. Um, so the article also points out that it's not a technology problem. Okay. Many associate tech with the rise in depression because technology is new, right? It has never really been as prevalent as it. And by technology, we're talking about you know things like this, like my iPad here, my yeah. phone, uh, watches, you know, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is never been as prevalent as it is now. This amount of information and that does a lot of different things, and we might have to do a whole episode on just technology and how it affects your brain, because it does. But Many people associate tech with the rise in depression because it's new and kids are spending more and more time on their devices. But that doesn't mean it's the cause. And the article went into more of that. So check that out. Don't have time right now. Check it out. It's really good. Technology is not the problem or it's not the main problem. It's not the majority of the problem. They also correctly identified the fact that this problem is a societal issue, not just a string of random and disconnected incidents. There's a fundamental problem with the way our society is structured. They, they acknowledge that. Even the left has to acknowledge that. And they do in this article. It's fascinating. Read it. I'm telling you. Read it. Don't just take my word for it. It's kind of crazy. Isn't this interesting that both of our articles show a sense of the, the left actually getting something right? Yeah. The yeah. secular ideology actually analyzing getting something right the, for once. Yeah. Sort of analyzing it. And they're still created in the – they have the Imago Dei. They're yeah. created in the image of God. So sometimes they're going to get it right. Yeah. But it just so happens that when they do, they're actually living within a Christian worldview. So yeah, there you go. And and that's <clears> that's <throat> my whole argument with Christian nationalism is that people want Christian nationalism. Yes. They just don't know they want it. Yes, exactly. Dude, great point. Great. Okay, point number three. Point number three. <laughs> I got to start racking yeah. up some of these here. I'm losing big time. All right. So 
Uh, let's talk about what they got wrong. I got three minutes left. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, what they got wrong in this article. They constantly pointed to children spending extended periods of time with their parents as a huge part of the problem. Whoa. That was a, that's a huge part of their problem. That was their big Whoa. red flags. Children had to spend more time with their parents. Uh, here's a direct quote from the article. This will haunt your dreams. There's the pandemic that has trapped kids inside with their families. A recipe for unhappiness all around, if ever there was one. So spending time with your family is now a recipe for unhappiness. Let that be the happen. only reason it's a recipe <clears throat> for unhappiness is because they didn't spend the time around their family to get to, to get to know and understand their family when they were younger. Okay, you know what? I'm taking down the scoreboard. I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> do this anymore. Yeah, great point. That was number four. Good job. <laughs> okay, they also claim that there are more teens experimenting with their sexual identity than experimenting with sexuality. And that's a bad thing, apparently. The second half of this equation is apparently a problem and can be remedied by parents supervising their children less. Mm. I'll leave it at that because the article goes into more detail. And if there's a younger audience, I don't want to like go into all of that because it's utter garbage. Read it. It's bonkers. Um, okay, last point on what they got wrong. Autonomy, the audience, or the, the article claims, autonomy is vitally important for kids to learn. According to the article, they need to develop an internal locus of control, that's their phrase, which is the sense that your choices and actions affect your life and that they matter, that your choices and actions affect your life and that they matter. Children have no problem, this is my, this is what I'm asserting, this is my assertion, children have no problem being independent, okay? The article's like, the problem is they're not independent. They don't know that their choices have consequences and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, hold on a second here. You've clearly never had kids. Uh, children have no problem being, quote unquote, independent or trying to take control. Okay. They love making decisions. Trust me. They love making decisions. What does an ill-trained child do? Or even a baby. What do they do when they don't get their way? What do they do? Anyone... Can't answer that. They cry. That's what they do. They don't get their way. They cry. They have a will. They want to make decisions. That's innate. It's built in. Usually they're the wrong ones. That's why they have parents. Ultimately, it's a sin issue. Children do not naturally want to follow the fifth commandment. What children need to learn is the fact that they are in a covenantal relationship with their creator, and he has called them to make choices and actions in accordance with his word. That's the problem. Not that kids need to be more independent. Not that kids need to experiment with their sexuality more. Not that kids need to spend less time with their parents and their family. No. They need to understand that they are in a covenantal relationship with their creator and that he has called them to make choices and actions in accordance with his word. That, that is what the problem is. They don't understand that. As Christians, well, I mean, you we can't, know. You, you can't necessarily say that that's the problem anyways because in our current culture... We have more followers than leaders. Oh, yeah. Whereas that wasn't necessarily true earlier in America's history. Right. We had a lot more people creating their own businesses. Yes. We had more entrepreneurs. Yes. Where now we have just employees. Uh, but we have these huge businesses <clears throat> yeah. that have hundreds and hundreds of employees with only maybe 50 people as management. Right. And so – But but I would assert that, lot... that what you're describing, that entrepreneurial spirit – just like freedom and liberty declines when you subtract a Christian worldview. Yeah. Those For things sure. yeah. are 
they're 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 hand in hand with the Christian worldview. I mean, yeah, our rights come from God. Our freedoms come from God. Yeah. Everything that is good comes from God. Every good and perfect gifts come from above, right? So you cannot have an entrepreneurial spirit, which makes sense that it would be diminishing rapidly without having a biblical worldview. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's five. Goodness. I need to rack up. Are you even counting mine? I don't think he's even counting mine guys. I think it's, I, I call, right. I'm going to call the rep. Five. I'll put you five up there. <laughs> We'll be on the same page. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> we should I'll ask the audience the to count and see if they can. No, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. So, if all right, the audience I... is counting, you have 10, I have 5. <laughs> what? That's just because I spoke last. I don't even. All right. So, I have three three quick points I want to make. I'll get through them really quickly because we're already two minutes over time. But we can do this, people. We can do this. Stick with me. As Christians, we know that the real problem, we, we know what the real problem is, and we understand that depression is rising because, as so many before us have done, we have failed to properly disciple the nation we reside in. We failed to properly disciple America. We have failed to make the nation of America a disciple of Christ, which is what Christ said. Go and make disciples of all nations, which means make all the nations into disciples. Every nation should be a disciple of Christ as a nation. We have failed to do that with America as a nation. And we failed to maintain a proper outlook on children and the next generation as a result. <clears throat> Part of this is generational sin. God takes sin seriously. When generations of Christians fail to properly worship, which means to serve, worshiping is serving God. When they fail to properly worship God, this has generational repercussions. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 9 says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. It goes on to discuss the blessings of those that love him, but this part is essential that there are repercussions uh, and repercussions for future generations. Generational sin is very real and God takes it very seriously. My final point in scripture, we also find a very high view of covenantal succession. Remember, I told you we were going to get here. This is how they're connected. It's all connected. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we find a very high view of covenantal succession in scripture. Um, and what that means is generations of parents and children belonging to the covenant. That's covenantal succession. If you haven't heard of it before, go to your pastor. And if he's never heard of it before, find a real church. Children are important. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I just dissed a whole bunch of pastors out there. I'm so sorry. Sort of. <laughs> I'm sort of sorry. Okay. Um, children are important. <clears throat> and parents having a right relationship to them and vice versa is crucial. And this last part, I think this is the hopeful. I want to leave everybody on a hopeful part. This is, this is the hopeful mm. part here. Okay. Malachi. Chapter four, the last chapter of the Old Testament, very last chapter, it concludes the very last paragraph, the very last sentence in the very last chapter in the very last book of the Old Testament ends with this. It concludes with a hope for the future that God will have victory. The precursor to that victory, one of the signs, one of the things we should be working for, working towards as Christians for that victory heaven on earth, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. One of the precursors to that is a restoration of the family. A restoration of the family is a major precursor to 
the kingdom of God being here on earth. And you can look that up in Malachi chapter four, verse six. Okay. There's so, so much more. There's, there's so many more connections to covenantal succession all throughout all this. And I wish I had more time, but I don't. So there it is. If you have questions, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. Check out our show website, trdshow.net. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. You definitely don't want to miss that. Check out our website because we got all sorts of cool stuff there. Buy our merch. We've got mugs. We've got stickers. We've got fun things, not beanie hats yet, but we should get some knit hats or something like that. Have people sometime. asked about beanie I don't hats? No, it just popped into my head and I was like, we don't have hats. We don't have any hats. And I, I'm not a hat. We need person. to have hats. I'm yes. not going to say beanie hats. Those are weird. Are they? But... Wait, what's the knit? Oh, I'm thinking knit hat. What's a beanie hat? Is that That's the Jewish? Hat, but... Oh, it's a knit hat. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so I was right. All right, sweet. That's a weird. <laughs> They're Baseball very like Jet Z sort of thing to wear. Uh, Jake, I almost wrapped it up without asking you if you had anything to add. What do you have to say? Uh, <laughs> I only I only had like a, a rhetorical question. Ooh, do it. I love rhetorical uh, questions. But it's like, wait. So you're saying you're saying that in order to restore restore the earth, we need to uh, we need to. Uh, bring the family back to a biblical perspective. Huh, never heard that before. What? That's unthinkable. <laughs> never in my wildest dreams would I have thought. Yeah. Yep. And that wasn't true. a rhetorical co- uh, question. That was sarcasm. There you go. That was sarcasm. Sarcasm. You're being facetious. All right. Thank you, everyone, again, so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, show website, email, newsletter, sign up for it now. And we will see you on Wednesday when we discuss Christian Nationalism by Andrew Torba. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.